Welcome to the Everyday Lions podcast. I'm your host, Brian Lyons. Welcome to another week of the podcast show. I am 10 months sober and I'm really pleased about this. I feel like I have so much awareness this time and my sobriety the last time I reached this uh, this amount of time being sober and the reasons why I actually drink. So I'm not too far away from a year and that's um, something I'm really looking forward to celebrating with some close friends and family. In regards to Everyday Lines, I am looking to start uh, some Everyday Lines Cub Interval Training. So this will be for kids age 10 and 14 and I, it'll be at a very reasonable price and it'll, play, it'll be a place that kids can learn and hopefully build some confidence uh, while running. And, and we all know how good that is and some of the friendships you can make out of running. So if you have some kids that would be interested in this and their ages between 10 and 14, um, get in contact with Everyday Lions. I'm looking to launch this in the next four weeks. I also have a shipment of visors coming in and these are only $25 each. I've already sold a few, so they're on my webpage now at www.everydaylions.org and you can purchase these online. Um, if you're looking to enter a fun run, please consider the Ross Running Marathon. They have a 10k event, a half marathon and a full marathon. And uh, yeah, it's only eight weeks away. We're also be offering another offer. So for eight weeks, you can grab an Everyday Lions program for just $90. So please check out the Ross Marathon. I know Tracy and her team would love to see you there. Uh, my interval group this week, they did some five minute efforts on two minute jogs. Uh, it was one of their bigger sessions that they've ever done. And I think they're, they're going really well. Some fitness is coming along and a special congratulations to Darlene Jacks who took out the Peachable CT event at the weekend. She's been aiming for this goal for a while now and to see her so happy, you can just see it on her face. Um, and yeah, well done Darlene, so good to see you running. And the way she finished that race was just amazing. Um, I've got a bit of a bet going on with close friend uh, Amy at the weekend. Uh, the bet is that I can't break 24 minutes for 6K, so I'll be running Peachable CT. I haven't ran for a long time, actually since April earlier this year, so I'll be interested to see what I can actually do. To be honest, I don't think I'll run the time, but it's getting me out the door, and I'm really looking forward to that. And if you are interested in some Peachable CT events, go and check their webpage out at www.peachablect.org. They're at a very reasonable price and their membership doesn't cost that much and I reckon they would love to see your face there. In my personal life, um, I'm pretty happy with how the new anxiety medication has been going. I'm on this one for about five weeks. The side effects are starting to settle, which is great. And I think I'm just feeling a lot better about the whole, the whole thing. And um, if you are struggling, um, thoughts of suicide or, or feeling low are not worth it, so please reach out to a friend. This week's guest is Gabrielle May. Gabrielle is from Hobart, and for the last few years, she's been documenting her personal journey of weight loss, starting a running program from couch to 5K and being a single mum, all while empowering other women to do the same thing on her Instagram pages under the name Layla Fit and also with her friend Angela. They have a shared Instagram page called Gabrielle and Angela. 
I was so grateful to get Gabrielle's time uh, when when she's not running and empowering other people on this popular Instagram page. She is a PT and has a ebook out as well. Um, the ebook is entitled "If I'm Being Honest." So if you'd like to uh, have a look on that and and buy it, I'm sure Gabrielle would love you to have a bit of a read. And I don't know how it is. Um, yeah, I was just just so blown away uh, how how inspiring this young lady is. If you enjoy the podcast, please let Gabrielle know. I'm your host Brian Lyons, and happy running. Today we have Gabrielle May. Uh, Gabrielle's been on quite a journey and she's been documenting this on social media the last few years. Uh, are you there, Gabrielle? Yeah, hey. How has your day been? It's been good. Yeah, nice weather for a winter's day. Okay. Uh, what did your day look like today? Um, today, well, I caught up with Angela today. Um, so I'm one half of Gabrielle and Angela and we uh, hung out day um my car battery died and so we had a little bit of a mechanic um moment in our pajamas oh, oh sorry to hear about that <laughs> that's all right it was a bit of fun um yeah. figured out we can jump start a car so add that great great no that's fantastic and you you touched on gabrielle how did you guys actually meet and did you want to discuss that relationship for the listeners a little bit more yeah, so uh, we started Gabrielle and Angela, um, which is just a platform on social media for encouraging uh, women to cheer for themselves and cheer for each other. Um, we started that, yeah, last year after we'd been friends for a couple of years um, and supported each other in our own fitness journey as workout buddies and running partners. And then we wanted to sort of take that friendship and offer it to everyone else. And I've actually been on to your social media platforms lately and had a bit of a look and you've got quite the following. Uh, was, this, was this something you expected you'd, you'd have this many followers and people really enjoying your journey as well? Uh, no, definitely not expected um, and still uh, blows, blows me away um, that we can just be, just be ourselves and a couple of dorks online and people somehow... They dig it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> not, not dogs at all. I, I think I think it's uh, people can relate to your journey. I think and and you know if they if they know someone else out there is is having a tough day or something like that, like it's it's great to be able to see that that they can be just like you. Yeah, yeah. The feeling of wanting to relate to people and see your own story and hear your struggles and your victories echoed back to you is really important. Um, so yeah, we both love creating that space. Great. Do you want to uh, unpack how you guys actually got into the running? Yeah, so we did, we started off just as workout buddies. Um, and then I, I don't know where it started, but we both sort of knew that a 5k was something of a, you know, like a bucket list. It was a, a benchmark that you want to get and hit um, when you're feeling fit. So we both started talking about that and um, probably just a couple of weeks into working out together, 
we thought we'll try and see how far we can run uh, and have that be our day one uh, and see if one day maybe we could hit a 5k. Um, so that's what we did. Great. And was this, so you were, you were, well, you were basically couch to 5k? You, yeah, you... so that first run that we did together, we went down to the local oval and uh, we were like, we're just going to run until our legs give out, you know, and we ran 300 metres around that oval. Great. And that was, we, we maxed out there. Yeah. Up home. yeah. Um, so from 300 metres, uh, I did like interval time, so an app, um, and and she just was running laps of her paddock and adding to that so a distance increment to build up to 5K. Wow, amazing. And I'll bet you uh, you had those little wins along the way, like it was 300 and then it was 500 and then 600 and so on? Yeah, yeah. Um, so there was definitely a barrier, like hitting, you know, a couple of Ks in and thinking, like, this should be easy by now. Uh, <laughs> you know, running for like 10 minutes at a time was like this one time barrier that I just could not crack running for 10 minutes. Uh, that took ages um, to hit that. And then, yeah, the running for 5K took, took a while. Yeah, yeah. not ever. And did you have the runners high straight away when you when you finally got to five k? Was like wow, yeah, this months and months of work. Or um, yeah, personally, my GPS was off, so I thought I'd run five k, and um, I signed up for the Cadbury five k, and my GPS was going off, and I was like, mate, it's not. I'm not at the finish line yet, and uh, I was about <laughs> to cut off, and so it was killing me. <laughs> yeah, cool, and. And that was your first event. That was the Cadbury. That was what you trained for. And yeah, that was our first event. We signed up for the Cadbury Five K, um, and it seemed like it was a massive deal. You know, like running from nothing to five Ks is a big. It's a big milestone. Um, and having never run a five K yet, we stood at the finish line and watched the half marathoners finish, and we were like, "Man, imagine if we could run a half marathon one day." Uh, which seemed like absolutely out of our league, having never run a 5K. Uh, and Anne, she's, she's full on with goals. And she was like, all right, this time next year, lock it in, do it. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. great. Oh, no, that's so good. So what progressed from there? What did, you, did you guys find a program and, and followed similar to the 5K or...? Um, not really, no, we sort of, um, we did that 5k and then we're just really big believers in backing yourself and doing stuff that's scary. So from then on, we were just like, well, we've got to run a half marathon, so let's just run further and further. So we ran the 5k in the January and then 10k February, 15k in March. Um, and then we were like, yeah, let's uh let's go for distance yeah great and uh, you would have got those small wins along the way and a little bit more confidence each time did you actually run the full distance before race day or did you peak at like 18k or something like that um so our first half marathon was point to pinnacle yeah. um so we had we i'd run 20k um was my math and i think Ange had run about the 18 um yeah, but I mean, there definitely 
when you go from running nothing to, to running distance, um, just running things like, we, we really believe in victories all the time. So getting your pace under like seven minutes was a massive thing to us. And yeah, 10K mark was like far out. We're amazing. Um, awesome. So yeah, we're big believers in celebrating. Yeah. And, and what was that? Well, I've done the Point of Pinnacle about three times and I know how, how bloody hard it is. Uh, what, what was the feeling when you got to the Springs? I think it's about, is it 14K in? And it just seems to climb further and further. Were you thinking, oh my God, I'll never get to the top or? I was, I was thinking I was going to die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so Ange messaged me one day, not that far out from it actually, because we were still aiming for Cadbury. Um, okay. And she messaged me like in the morning, nine o'clock in the morning. She said, what about Point to Pinnacle? And I said, nah, I might walk it next year, but nah, I don't think so. And then at lunchtime, I sent her a message and I said, what, are you going to run it? I, I could like jog half of it with you. And, yeah. <laughs> and then by nine o'clock that night, I'd registered, I'd booked in and we were both running it. Um, and I think it was only like maybe eight weeks out or something. Um, yeah. So it was a massive shock, um, shock to the system for, for both of us. And she smashed it. She, she got up there in like, uh, I think it was two hours and 40. Um, right. And I slept in just under the three hours. Um, Beautiful. Just running ahead of that did not finish bus. Don't, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> no, and it's such an awesome, awesome achievement, isn't it? Like you finish the race and you look down and you think, oh my God, I've, I've ran all that way. <laughs> it's my favourite finish line ever. Like everyone at the top there, it's like you've all just survived like this near death experience and there's just such camaraderie and yeah, everyone's just like, oh my gosh, it's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And it's, so oh, and it's usually so cold too. Did you, did you feel, were you, were you like freezing? Yeah. Absolutely freezing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was full fog from, I think it was about 14 Ks. Um, it was a heavy fog the year we did it and uh, it was freezing, yeah. Yeah. And that was, was that 2019? Is that, or was it, or were you guys before that? Because I remember 2019 was quite foggy the year that I did it too. Yeah, maybe it was 2019. No, that was last year. So it was the year before. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, great. And... Mm -hmm. So you've done a 5K, you did a half marathon. Yeah. So what was, what was next in Gabrielle's journey? Uh, so I then did the half marathon uh, at Cadbury. Um, yep. So went back and did that to finish what we'd said uh, at, at the 5K. Uh, Ange cracked it. She was like, no, I'm going to do a full. Uh, so she's okay. just like, <laughs> if, I, if I can run up a mountain, I can run a marathon. Um, so that was really cool because when I finished um, the half and sat down and waited for her and got to watch her finish the full. Uh, yeah, so that fantastic. Was really cool. Yeah. Yeah, and it is. It's so. It's so. Like I've actually coached a few people to their first marathon. It's so special. Like just being there. Exactly. Yeah. And it's a lot, I mean, as an individual sport, like the um, fellowship and the camaraderie is something you can't communicate. Like watching the finish line and everyone come across and people coming across in pairs and then waiting for Ange, it was such an emotional thing for me. Yeah. Um, just watch her finish. It was really cool. 
Yeah, and that that's great. And how long have you guys actually known each other for? Um, I think about four years, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I was new to the area and so was she and we just met in the bakery and yeah. um, I didn't know anyone in the area so I sort of just hit on her as a friend. Great. Threw over a pram liner or something like that. And, um, yeah. And that's there. the thing though, like you're running with these friends or, or, or people who are close to you and you talk about absolutely everything and anything and it's almost going to a counsellor, isn't it? So they yeah. see the worst, they see the best, they see all the shit. <laughs> yeah, it's not a pretty thing. If you're going to run with someone for four hours, it's not going to know you really well. <laughs> <laughs> totally. And so you've done a few events now. You're a seasoned runner. What does your typical training week look like these days? Um, so I run probably like three times a week. Um, just a couple of midweek runs and then a longer run on the weekend. Uh, we're training, we're doing a slow train um, for the marathon in November. We're doing the loop marathon. Um, so just um, a couple of midweek ones, maybe for a bit of speed. One of the runs might be a bit faster on the flat and then the marathon we're doing is quite hilly. So a couple of hilly runs as well. Yeah. Right. And when is that Mara? Uh, well, we were scheduling ourselves, so this yeah, is okay. It's just us. Um, so we're going to do that the last weekend in November. Okay, great. And how have you found with COVID nineteen and events not happening? How frustrating has this been for you personally? Um, I didn't have any events planned coming up. Um, I know there's been a few runners around the world that I've talked to that are like, I need someone to train with. Um, and so I've picked up and started training with them and said, you know, let's do it virtually. Um, and I think, yeah, it's been a lot harder on people who are running their first event, maybe. Um, so on our platform, yeah, we're trying to support people and get them running and still, you know, we're still with your dream. Um, but it's been really hard to sort of watch people um, really struggle and, and miss out on those medals and miss out on that finish line and um, miss out on the atmosphere for their first yeah. ever run. Um, so it's been really nice to be able to step in and, and be that for people, but also really heartbreaking um, as well. Yeah. It is. And oh, I think you've nailed everything that I was going to mention anyway, that, uh, you know, as runners, you run for that atmosphere and the medal at the end. And mm -hmm. and it is a big deal. I mean, if it wasn't, then you wouldn't have all those nerves. You wouldn't have like the, the event day is such a culmination of all of that work um, that, yeah, you can go the next weekend and run the distance, but it's not the same as doing it on the day with that pressure to finish that, you know, uh, the event atmosphere vibe, uh, it's, it's a big deal. Yeah. And you, you touched on your social media platforms. Uh, what do you see the future for this in particular, your Instagram, do you have Facebook as well or? Uh, we do with Gabrielle and Angela, we have Facebook, but we do, we're primarily just on Insta. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. where do you see this going in the future? Do you have big plans for that or? Um, well, yeah, so I'm trained, uh, I'm a personal trainer and Angie's currently doing her Bachelor of Health Science, Nutrition and Exercise. 
So in the future, we'd like to expand Gabrielle and Angela to not just um, give support, but to give training and education um, and be able to coach people, um, yeah, to achieve their goals as well. So at the moment, we're just about cheering for people um, and creating that voice and creating that platform so that then when we um, both have the qualifications, we can come in um, with a bit more support and education. Yeah. Right. Sounds fantastic. And helping other people makes you feel good as well, doesn't it? I know that personally. Yeah, definitely. Well, we both came from being really unfit, really unhealthy and always thinking about the what ifs. Yeah, you know, what if we could run? What if you could um, feel capable and strong to um, now living it? Like we're both living our, our happiest and healthiest. So we just want that for other people. Right, fantastic. And did you want to uh, give your, your handers a little bit of a plug? I'll give them before and after, but just again now so people know. Yeah, so we are at Gabrielle and Angela, all one word. Uh, Angela is at One Happy Fit Mum. Uh, if you want to follow her personal journey, and I'm at Lella.fit. Great, fantastic. But what does this friendship mean to you? Uh, well, Angie's my biggest fan, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, having someone whose goals um, align with yours, who is there for the, the hard Ks, you know, the 30 to 40 um, Ks in life where everything's down, someone who, who gets it um, is really, really special. So she's there for me, uh, thick and thin, long runs and short runs. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's really special. So. Perfect, yeah. No, you, you like it to have a friend like that and, and, and a bond like that's just awesome. Yeah, yeah, she's, uh, she's the crazy one. She's the one that comes up with the, <laughs> let's run up a mountain, let's run around the loop 10 times, and I'm a bandwagon person. So I'm like, all right. <laughs> but we all need that friend pushing us as well, don't we? So... Yeah, yeah. So yeah. she's all gung-ho and I'm all in. So we make it. <laughs> cool. And, and what other events have you competed in that we haven't mentioned so far? Um, so we've done Burning 10. Um, we've done the Glenorchy um, 10. called the Glenorchy 10. Um, we did Melbourne Marathon. So I did the full at Melbourne and Ange did the half. That was nice to switch over and she watched me finish. Right. Um, and then, yeah, we've scheduled um, this loop marathon just ourselves. And this is the first time we'll do a full together and cross the finish line together. Great. And with Melbourne, was that the first time that you had gone to the mainland for a race? Was that? Yes, yeah, so that's the first time we travelled over together. And that was really special. We were talking about it today that it's probably one of our favourite um, running memories is that uh, right. we went over and we did a park run um on the saturday and then yeah we we ran um, that event and that was big coming from tassie running in a big event like that was uh pretty cool yeah oh, i've done melbourne a few times too and so did you finish in the mcg as well yeah 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 total bonus and did you enjoy your night or were you too absolutely knackered not to uh, no, definitely did. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, uh, we flew in and uh, the next day and I worked that day. So my burpee demonstrations were definitely stopped okay. the day after. But um, yeah, the night in the hotel was, we both have five kids each. Ange has five yes. and I have five. Um, so Busy. 
having a night in a hotel after running it, it was definitely uh, well worth it. Yeah, cool. And you are, you mentioned how you're a PT. Did you want to tell the listeners how you got involved in this and, and what had you down this track before? Because you did this before the running, didn't you? Uh, no, so I just qualified last year. Oh, awesome. Congrats. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I was always a stay-at-home mum. I homeschooled my kids um, and everything. And then um, when I became a single mum at the end of 2018, I needed a qualification and I could think of nothing better than um, helping other people on their fitness journey. And then it tied in really well with Gabrielle and Angela. So, uh, yeah, that's what I did. Fantastic. Got a big family. How do you juggle all this? Do you have a routine or <laughs> you say <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy. It uh I mean it's one of those things that we just say, um, both of us in our lives and we tell other mums is you gotta put yourself on the list um and and don't drop off. Uh so um we get up and I know I'm running today and so everyone else in my household knows I'm running today and we all work together to make it work um and find that time. So um yeah it's it definitely is a juggle and days are not the same like there's no there's no magic bullet in anyone's busy life um but definitely in in being a mum whether you're partnered or a single mum you just got to put yourself on the list um and don't drop yeah. off fantastic and what ages are they mine are 14 12 10 8 and 4 wow. so yeah yeah cool yeah. Cool. <laughs> and is the older one a good role model for the younger one? <laughs> yeah, they're all ep- like they're an epic crew, um, and yeah. Yeah, they they all work together really well. Um, I mean, they're all out there in the house now, not causing too much ruckus. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, and when you're not running, not running an Instagram page, PTing. Uh, everything else you mentioned, what does yeah. Gabrielle and Angela like to do in their spare time? Um, well, today I invited myself over for coffee at her house in my pyjamas. <laughs> yeah, um, so obviously we're all class. Uh, yeah, so Angie's doing her university degree and she's smashing that, absolutely nailing it. Um, and she crochets and she lives on like acreage. Um, and I write, so I just released an ebook at the start of this year um wow. which was a lot of fun and yeah i mainly i just mainly hang out at home <laughs> i can <laughs> i can totally tell why people would follow you now because i've learned a few things just by talking to you now that i didn't know about and you're like a super mum so oh, no. <laughs> yeah, which is fantastic <laughs> um so You've been running for a while. You've been around the scene a long time. What's a piece of advice that you would give a newbie runner? Um, definitely to run your own race. Um, I know starting out, I didn't think that I'd be a runner unless I was running, you know, a certain pace. Um, and I had to look like a runner and I wanted to, you know, run fast and finish a certain way. Um, and as soon as you let go of those expectations of what you have to look like or run like, um, and just enjoy what your body can do and enjoy the run that you're in, um, is a beautiful thing and just take ownership over it. Like 
300 meters, 30 kilometers, it's your run and it's a victory and um, just enjoy it. Perfect. Yeah, great answer. Uh, yeah, if you don't enjoy it, there's no point doing anything in life, is there? So. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, running is just one of those things that it's hard. I mean, if it wasn't hard, then everyone would be doing it. But there's such um, power in that and strength in that. So lean into how hard it is um, and feel badass about it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> perfect answer. And I think, like, I loved how you mentioned uh like it doesn't matter what pace you go and doesn't matter if you run 29 minutes for 10k or an hour and a half everyone's in the same boat and it hurts whatever and i think that's the best thing about our sport is it like it hurts and everyone knows it hurts so yeah i used to think that you know once i could run 10ks and 5ks would be easy or you know if i could run a five minute k then you know a seven minute k would feel easy or something like that but I mean, it's still it's still 30 kilometres that you've got to run. It's still 40 kilometres. It's still going to hurt. It still kills your calves and you've just got to keep going. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. and everything's different. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. And I'm going to go another direction. Uh, in your life, have you faced any hurdles? Uh, well, yeah, definitely. Um, I think that's one of the things, if you get to know anybody, um, We've all got hurdles. Um, we've all been through seasons and, um, you know, we, Ange and I were talking about it today. We've both had seasons of single parenting. We've both had, like, we both have families. Um, we've both um, been through lots of things. Um, and um, that's one of the beauties of running is when you line up at the starting line, everyone around you has a reason why this run's going to be hard for them whether they've pushed through an injury, whether, I mean, I, I remember when I did my first half marathon at Cadbury, um, that was like a month after my husband had left and I shattered my training and I was like, man, if I can just make this finish line. Um, so no matter what, everyone you're lining up with has a reason that run is going to be epic for them. And um, that's a beautiful thing because we're all just going to put in the pace and we're all going to cross the finish line. Um, so yeah, we definitely, um, bang on about focus on what you can do and, uh, focus on what you can get through. Great answer. That, uh, that's perfect. I, I think I want to bottle that answer actually. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's perfect. And, and it's so true, isn't it? Uh, well, you hear some people and they say, oh, I've had the perfect prep. And I think, oh, I reckon there's been a few hurdles along the way. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's what makes us stronger and that's what makes it um, more special. And I mean, yeah, if running was easy, um, then it would feel easy uh, and there wouldn't be the victory in it that there is when you come out of it and you're like, damn, I just did something hard. And it means I can do hard things and I can do them again. And that, I mean, the reason that it's so victorious and so badass is because it isn't every day. It's not an everyday thing you're doing. Um, so you get to take away that sense of pride and that sense of capability. Yeah, it is. And, and not everyone can run that far. I think it's like one or 2% of the population can run a marathon or whatever. So take pride in that. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And 
you mentioned that you write ebooks. Did you want to uh, tell the listeners a little bit more about this as well? Uh, yeah, so um, I did it in uh, COVID, uh, in lockdown. Uh, I, I had an electricity bill that I needed to pay and <laughs> gyms were shut. So, <laughs> so I, thought, oh, I thought on the Wednesday, what if I write a book uh, and I, then I can sell it? So I did and I sold it. Yeah, on the Sunday, went for sale. Um, so we've just so I've just sold um, my seven hundredth seven hundredth copy this week. Wow, that is so cool! It's just amazing when you need a bit of motivation, what you can do, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I literally just sat down, and the kids were eating two-minute noodles for like forty-eight hours, and I'm like, "Sorry, guys, I'm writing a book." Yeah. Wow. No, good on you. And is there plan to do? A, a little bit more can I ask what the book's about um so the book is just about the last three years just about my fitness journey um and about changing the narrative so part of my uh fitness was learning to flip my negative mindset to a positive one um and to learn to be proud of myself and and to learn to, to love myself strong from the inside out um so yeah just all of those things that i picked up and learned along the way um and yeah put it all into one handy dandy book right did you want to give that a plug as well i can do so it's called yeah. if i'm being honest um uh, it's 11 dollars, um and the link is in my instagram bio great and i'll put that link as well on this chat when i post it as well for you so <laughs> that sounds great I'm keen to check that out, by the way. <laughs> oh, okay, and what other running endeavours would you like to achieve? Um, I think, I, well, we're going to do another marathon. Um, when I did Melbourne, I said that I'd never run another marathon. Um, I thought <laughs> six and a half. Um, so, yeah, it, it was a big deal for me to decide to run another one. Um, yeah uh so we're gonna run the loop um when we first started running together there's like a, a dirt track near uh angie's house and it's 4.2 kilometers um from the bridge right back around and you land back on the same bridge um but it's it's all uphill she's a dirt track and wow she hurts man Angie <laughs> <laughs> uh, messaged me one day and she said do you reckon we could run it 10 times because that and I can make a marathon out of it. <laughs> I said yes, because that's what I do. I say yes. Uh, so then yeah, we booked it in. Um, and yeah, that'll be cool. I, I, um, have, I had stomach surgery um, three years ago. And so I found when I was training for the half marathon that I got a stitch. So about a kilometre into every run, I get a, a stitch-like pain and it lasts for the entire run. And um, to run Melbourne Marathon, um, I, I think it was like a week and a half afterwards, I still couldn't eat solid food uh, just from stomach pain. Um, so I thought, no, I'm never going to do this again. It takes too much out of my body. And uh, I signed up for, with her and I said, all right, I want to run one more marathon. I'll run the loop with you. Um, and I don't know what it is, but I have not had... Uh, significant pain this whole time we've been training um so i'm pretty excited to 
maybe run a marathon and eat afterwards. Right. Sounds like it's meant to be anyway. And Parkrun is huge. It's it's a global thing now. What is your take on Parkrun? Uh, we love Parkrun. Yeah, we do. So we've um, been going to Montrose Parkrun. Um, that's our local one. We've volunteered a few times. Um, we joined up with Parkrun when we did a, an event with Gabrielle and Angela. We got some sponsors to send us um, some gifts to give out to people who wanted to come down and try their first 5k um so a couple of hundred people come down we gave away 50 bags um of stuff to people trying out their first run and their first 5k run um i i think it's amazing it's yeah the community of runners getting together and volunteering to do um an event for each other um yeah we're all about that yeah great and it's, oh, it's fantastic like i've seen it just grow just in devonport locally the last four years and the people who turn up are suddenly your friends and the people that you like to see every saturday and i don't know about you but this is what i'm missing is that connection mm-hmm. yeah i mean it's a straightaway it's a community isn't it um mm-hmm. when it's something special like running where it is so individual but then we all get that exact same feeling um, so you do, you relate and you resonate um, and yeah, you turn up every week and the same people and you're all working there for each other. Sometimes you're volunteering, sometimes you're running. Um, yeah, it's a special thing and it's definitely been missed. Yeah. And the giving back to, I, I have to volunteer. I, I haven't volunteered yet, but it's something when it starts back up again is something that I mean, I've been so lucky in my running. Uh, so many people volunteer, so so it'd be nice to give back. So, do you do the timekeeping? Yeah. Is that what you do? The timekeeping and at the turn. And- um, yeah. So I, I feel massive with the timekeeping. With yeah. the that freaks me out so much. So I've done that um, and handing out the tokens. But my favourite is marshalling. So yep. when you're out there and you've got the thing on, and people just running past and high fiving, um, <laughs> yeah. smiling. That's my fave, all-time fave. Yeah, and it's so good, hey? Like those smiling faces, it's beautiful. Hey? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You stand out there for ages and you just see, you know, the people who blitz past you, uh, you know, have the same expression on their face as the people who are coming in, you know, 40 minutes. Um, it's, yeah, it's cool. Exactly, yeah, awesome. And who inspires you in in life it can be a running role model it can be just someone that you've really looked up to uh yeah so uh i think taria pitt um is someone so she is obviously um an athlete as well but her determination and power um of mind to get through what she has um and go on to not just regain her strength but to thrive is really super cool um so yeah she's a massive role model of mine um and of angels as well yeah and have you read her books as well yeah definitely like super fan um yeah yeah (laughs) no that's great oh i mean i I just couldn't imagine what that would be like and then to come back and tell your story and yeah Mm -hmm. just competed in as well and done really well in um yeah she's superhuman yeah yeah and we did talk a little bit about you juggling 
motherhood. Are you so are you working as a PT now? Is that what you do predominantly? Um, so there's not a lot of hours in it at the moment, um, post COVID. Yeah. So, uh, it's, it's definitely not something that is taking up a lot of my time. Um, so at the moment, um, it's probably 50, 50 with PT and with Insta, um, and with, um, my book has been doing pretty well, which has been paying the bills. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Some mantras that you, that you live by in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the big ones is that, um, to feel empowered by my choices. Uh, so that was a big one in, um, my fitness journey was, yeah, like, so I ended up as a 30 something, you know, overweight, um, stay at home mum. but I was part of that and facing up to the choices or the choices I didn't make, which led there really empowered me to start making new choices um and to give up expectations and not do things just because i've always done them or because it's expected but to uh yeah own the choices that i get to make every day and feel proud of them and feel proud of myself um and it's just opened up yeah my world and opened up my life yeah just talking to you oh the, of like a lot of the term uh do you know when you talk to someone and you feel like uh they drain you talking to you i feel inspired so i can oh, imagine, yeah, yeah and, and and i can imagine why people would follow you on social media i mean, it, I mean it's amazing your story is awesome so you should be so proud of that is this something that you just go wow i can't believe where i've come from to now or it's uh definitely like when I'm living my life, I'm not thinking about the life I used to have. Like I'm definitely just in the in the day that I'm in. Um, and then Instagram is a really great place for me to circle back and um, talk to people who are where I was. And I'm like, man, there is so much life there for you. This is so exciting. Like I really am just so excited for people to know that they can uh, change their whole life. Um, that it really, you really can just wake up as a single working mum of five. You can wake up with energy, with excitement about your day. Um, you can jump out of bed and you can chase big, stupid dreams. Um, and yeah, just get excited. Right. And, oh, and that's so true. Hey, like I, I think the hardest thing, I just know the people I coach is, is getting them to believe that it's possible to run yeah. 42k or 21k and honestly i think it's because they've never had someone believe in them too or or you yeah and, and once you get those little wins along the way like it's everything you go yeah i can do that yeah definitely and seeing people who are like you that can do it as well i mean we generally tend to make our role models people and put them up on a pedestal and say i want to be like that um but we don't see that there's a million other people who are also smashing out marathons, who are also chasing down their dreams. You know, the people who finish on the podium are not the only ones who were amazing that day. You know, there's 8,000 people who ran that marathon or something like that. Like, absolutely, you really can join in from wherever you are um, and you can be a part of that. And that's the thing. Well, that's the beauty about a sport. If you like, if you play footy, you can't exactly run on the MCG with twenty-four 
professional athlete footballers, but if you run, you can run next to elites to right down to even if you want to walk the event, which is amazing. Yeah, yeah, and that's it. It's your run. Like, um, there's such a beauty almost in the fact that you're never going to win. So my kids are absolutely devastated to find out that every time I've come home with a medal hasn't meant that I won. And I'm just like, what? Everyone gets one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Someone, yeah, you do. You get a medal and you get it for a reason, mate. Like, because we all lined up and we all did exactly the same kilometres. So we all win. Yeah. And have you found that you've been a really good role model for your kids? Like, they want to go and do running now? Do they, do they tag along for the running? <laughs> um, they do. So they're all... Um, they all believe in their dreams a lot more, but um, I don't know. I have teenage girls who are just like, ew, mom, you're sweaty and stuff. I think it's a little bit. Um, but they definitely all believe in themselves um, and believe in their capabilities uh, now, whether that's physical goals. And they can see the benefit to, um, you know, not just in how I look or what I'm capable of, but also, you know, like I'm, I'm not tired all the time. I have energy. Um, I am calm and I'm enjoying my life. And a big part of that is that I am fit and healthy. Yeah, good. And when you say fit and healthy, does this, in, does this include the foods you eat and do you do meditation or anything like that? Or um, So it's definitely a well-rounded, like I believe that um, there's physical health and our emotional and our mental health. Um, all part like fit and healthy are two different words um, and they should definitely be best friends though um, yeah. <laughs> so about well-rounded health um, and everything that we do should support our goals and should support working towards both of those things right no, that's awesome I couldn't have couldn't have said it better I think <laughs> just just closing out today what are some values that you really really strongly live by in your life um yeah so the power of your choices um and yeah empowering yourself to to face um what what you want and to go for it um and and not stand in your own way um and to believe in yourself to cheer for yourself um it's it's a massive thing in our culture is to just stay low and stay quiet um and we we have to stop that so um definitely just feel empowered to be proud of yourself um so um yeah they're big things believing in yourself cheering for yourself um and and backing yourself in um will get you pretty far in life yeah and that's so true isn't it i think we're a nation of is it is it tall poppy syndrome i think they call it if you're you know, if you're a little bit high, we'll cut you back down. And it, it shouldn't be the case. We should be supporting each other and bringing each other up. And if someone's got a little bit of a mad goal, so what? At least they're striving, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, that tendency to tear each other down, um, it, it only then serves us to tear ourselves down because we're thinking, well, we don't want to step forward and we don't want to stand up. But um, when you do, when you stand up for yourself, when you step forward and you say, you know what, I'm doing a really good job, then 10 other people in the room are like, well, you know what, I'm doing a pretty good job. And you get to be a leader now. We get to choose, all of us, whether or not we want to be a leader in our circle.
of influence and not just cheer for ourselves, but be that person who's like, man, look at you go, you're doing awesome. And make yeah. those conversations normal. Perfect. Great answer. Ladies and gentlemen, Gabrielle May, thank you so much for today. Well, thank you so much for having me. No worries at all. And if you're listening, uh, please give those handles a follow. Uh, fantastic. I think you're a great, uh, impressive young lady. Thanks. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you. Listeners, that was Gabrielle May. I think you'd agree that Gabrielle is an inspiring young lady. If you enjoyed Gabrielle's words today and would like to find out more about her, you can give her Instagram handles a follow. Her individual one is at Layla Fit and her friend Angela and Gabrielle have their own Instagram page and you can follow that at Gabrielle and Angela. I wish her all the best with her personal training and the sale of a book if I'm being honest. If you'd like to find out more about this book and buy it, I will leave a link in the Everyday Lions Facebook page. Uh, Also, Everyday Lions has $90 programs for the Ross Running Festival and this includes entry and it's eight weeks and they're only $90. So uh, jump onto that before they go. I have been Brian Lyons, your host. This is the Everyday Lions podcast and happy running.